Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm into, you know what, guys? I'm throwing it out there. Throwing it out there. Red alerts. I think this might be um, my favorite episode. You know what I said when I started? I said, I might watch this one twice. And then I said, this is exactly what Riverdale should be. <laughs> I This episode was, it was exactly what Marcus, you were saying about the last episode, where they were gearing up for this amazing fucking episode. It was pretty goddamn good. It was so good. It was exactly what the musical episode wasn't. <laughs> yes. Don't exactly. Yeah, because it was a stunt episode. Yes. Like, it was a big stunt episode, and they pulled out, this is the flashback episode. And I love stunt episodes. The musical episodes of Saved by the Bell were always my favorite, but they just didn't, it's just not what I wanted in Riverdale was them singing, but what I do want is them doing like a Breakfast Club nostalgia flashback that was also very goth and murderous, and it was just so perfect. Yeah, or them singing. I mean, they did sing in this one. Don't forget about the Fredheads yes, singing yeah, a baby. fucking Dawkins song. <laughs> yeah, that was a surprise. <laughs> that was a real they, surprise. They sang Dream Warriors from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, because they were singing, and I was like, and this song's pretty good. Like, this is really good for Riverdale. Like, kind of sounds familiar. And then they went into that pre-chorus. I was like, wow, that's like a really, like, 80s, like, 70s, 80s pre-chorus. It's like, oh, that's Dream Warriors. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's, that's Dream Warriors. Great. Cool. Awesome. Rad. Yeah, but it was a little bit, like, like, Gideon was like, this is, like, it's kind of like a, it's kind of jarring to hear them sing, like, a real song. Yeah. You know? I was so happy, though. And even just, like, watching them all dance to it, too, was like, y'all look like idiots, and this is perfect. But that's what happens when you're that, on that much, um, what is it called? Uh, Fizzle Rocks? Fizzle Rocks. Fizzle, Fizzle rocks. rocks, yes. Well, I'm glad they introduced a nice companion drug to Jangle Jangle. Yeah, I love that they only do fun candy-like drugs. <laughs> I love it so much. And if I wanted Jingle Jangle, boy, do I want some Fizzle Rocks. That's amazing. Because especially it's like uh, Pop Rocks are my, one of my favorite candies because it always hurts my mouth. Mm. And I think that there's something horribly wrong about giving children that kind of stuff. But, but using it to um, essentially drop a bunch of acid inside your high school... I am completely on board for. Yeah, it looked like they were fucking candy flipping. I, yeah. what, what's candy flipping? Ecstasy and LSD. Ecstasy and acid. Oh, look at me learning new things at the age <laughs> of 31. I know what the kids like. I mean, it did have, this show did have that problem of when they do drugs on TV, and I'm like, 
have y'all ever done drugs? You know, that's like, that's that sometimes that when there's a drug episode on television, I'm just like, the writers have never done drugs. This is not how people act. Honestly, like, wow, you guys make doing drugs look fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it made me want to do drugs. Yeah, I thought that they actually <laughs> did do a really good job of like, when it's just that like, I don't know what's going on. Um, there's a, like, I saw like a Griffin King and then like, I was like going in and out. But although we'll say Alice Cooper was the only one that was not on Fizzle Rocks and she was the one that saw the Griffin King so we obviously know Gargoyle I'm sorry King. Gargoyle King <laughs> <laughs> Gargoyle King I'm sorry um, so obviously we know that the Gargoyle King does exist yeah. yes. it, it, so th- this is you know this was of course the flashback episode it begins everybody's playing Griffins and Gargoyles because some mysterious person put a copy of the rule book inside every locker at Riverdale High and so they brought the mayor Hermione Lodge to a I, did she talk to every classroom or just that one classroom? <laughs> it's a good question. It's uh, a good question. It was, she was only talking to the classroom where her daughter and all of the main characters were having class because apparently those are the only students at Riverdale High. It's a large uh, building, yeah. <laughs> but it has about 20 students. And typical you know, high school uh, you know, behavior management is to just bring in the city mayor <laughs> to be like, stop yeah. playing this game. Yeah, bring in the city mayor. Don't Don't, don't worry, play guys. It. Yeah, they, they set up a 24-hour crisis hotline for an for our RPG game. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's actually not 24 hour because Kevin only runs it when he's at when he's not in school. He's a full-time student. That is the opposite <laughs> of a 24 hour crisis hotline. And also he's not a trained mental health professional. He's just a kid. Oh, oh my god, good. so many things. Yeah, but yeah, gar- d- yeah, gargles and gr- griffins and gargles that is <laughs> as uh, as Jughead said an escape from our nightmarish reality. And I mean, this was obviously already happening um, in the lead up with what was going on with Princess Ethelene. But what happened, (laughs) you know, basically, long story short, is that this is not an RPG. This is officially a LARPing game. This is it officially went into LARPing at that uh, this about halfway through the episode. It went straight from RPG in a full LARPing because we all know the most attractive kids in high school are all hardcore LARPers (laughs) and just jump right into it. (laughs) are LARPing. (laughs) But I gotta say, though, um, I have never seen LARPers that were that attractive as LARPers. Oh my god, when Jughead put on that crown, oh good lordy me, I was like yeah baby, you wear that crown. I'm that was, sorry, FP was wearing the crown. Yeah, FP, FP because uh, to clarify, all it was a flashback episode of all the main characters in Riverdale. Uh, it is uh, them playing their parents back in, what, so what is it What is it set in? Because I remember she said, and everything smelled like teen spirit. Barrett. I know. I was like, so, is it supposed to be the <laughs> mid nineties? Well, that's ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So it smells like Teensbury was ninety one. So I guess it was like late eight. But then, I was assuming it was the late eighties because it was so Breakfast Club. Breakfast yeah. Club and Smells Like Teen Spirit, two distinct eras. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, but really only a couple of years apart. I guess so. But I guess yeah, you're right. But I, I guess in my head. The, the 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 style of the Breakfast Club is so different. Like yeah. the feeling of and, teen angst in the Breakfast Club is very different than teen angst and smells like Teen Spirit. Very right? much so. And they did lean on the eighties because yeah, they did have everybody. And that was Anthony Michael Hall, who was the principal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sure yeah, was. Yeah, that's fun. And then, if you think about it, though, even if it was nineteen ninety one, smells like Teen Spirit. So that's what. 
Oh, almost like 28 years ago, right? 27, 28 years ago? Somewhere 27 there. years ago. There's no way that it was that long ago. Th- their parents are most likely in their late 30s, right? Because they have 16-year-olds. Somewhere on there, yeah. Yeah, and they were all... Right. They have 16-year-olds, and they all seem to be the same age. Uh, and she and Alice got pregnant when she was, what, 16 with chick, with a chick um, fake, or not that chick. Or was it? Right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that, chick, that chick person? But that it chick seems person like, wasn't their brother. Let's say that they all had their kids when they were 20. Yeah, so they're all like... 36 so when they were in high school so which is your age so how yeah. old yeah so it would have been like the yeah. late 90s. so yeah that's the thing they would have graduated in two th- no they would have been listening to fucking Limp Biscuit. <laughs> there's no way like, it doesn't make any sense and I love it even more I love the fact that like they know how ridiculous this show is that they just fucking yeah, all right man yeah sure 80s early 90s well yeah, wait a minute work. yeah they would have they would have all but yeah they're the parents in Riverdale, yeah, they'd be my age. But no, 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 no. Because look, Luke. Let's say unless they're that Luke, Luke Perry <laughs> was. We can fact check this because they were teens mm-hmm. in the mid nineties, early nineties, early nineties. Yeah, Luke Perry was a teen. Well, he wasn't even a teen then. But if he was like right, because he was always too old to be on nine hundred two one zero anyway. Yeah, definitely. But it's if if we were going with the timeline that Luke Perry was a quote unquote teen in the mm-hmm. early 90s and Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich was a teen in the mid 90s then yeah they're, if they're, they're basically like Skeet Ulrich's age but not Luke Perry's I also age. gotta say it's pretty remarkable that what, what were there like seven of them eight of them uh, seven or eight actually no it, but, the, but then when you add the other crew because there's like the, the six or seven of them and then the other crew of four so you're saying that like Ten of these people, all ten of these people in the Midnight Club, all conceived children in the same <laughs> year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them only had like one child each, except for FB, who had you know like Jelly Bean, because yeah, Ar- Archie, Betty, Veronica, all only children. All only children. Yeah, yeah. And as far as you know, Reggie, uh, Delton, Doyle might be only children. Yeah, Josie, she's an only child as well. Well, Betty has an older sister though. That's yes, right. Yeah, Betty I take that back. De- Betty yeah. does have an older sister. So, but that—that's the weird. That's even weirder because that mean that means that Hal and um, Hal and Alice conceived before that, but all those people all managed to conceive a child in that one year span, sixteen years ago. <laughs> it doesn't make any <laughs> into, sense. Yeah, because that's the thing is, if it happened sixteen years ago, that means all of them in two thousand and two all decided to goosh and have a kid. Yeah. yeah, Maybe it's part of the Midnight Club that we just aren't aware of. Maybe that was how it ended. They just didn't show that part. Ah, but they never spoke again. They never spoke of the Midnight Club again. They never spoke of the Midnight oh, I love <laughs> everything all... about this episode. This episode is so good. We learned a lot about Penelope Blossom. Oh, yeah. What is it about Penelope Blossom? The Penelope Blossom, we found out that Penelope Blossom, Cheryl Blossom's mother, was an orphan that the Blossom family plucked out when she was eight years old so she could be groomed into Clifford Blossom's wife. So she was his sister, and everyone knew they were brother and sister at the high school because everyone was like, yeah, Clifford, your brother. Yeah. And so interesting 
retroactive foreshadowing of the brother-sister weird relationship between Cheryl and Jason. And also interesting that Penelope Blossom sent Cheryl to the same nunnery from whence she came. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, does that mean that Claudius Clifford's secret evil twin brother <laughs> did he go to the high school as well like w- or was he like raised in the shadows like did was he also plucked from an orphanage so maybe they were not yeah. actual brother and sister like Jackie Claudius was raised by the sea <laughs> so yeah so they had him shipped him off and then um she married her brother. This is way worse than like a, a clueless situation for sure. That's Definitely. not like a Paul Rudd kind of thing. This is, um that was, that, I had to like rewind back and watch it again. I was like, wait, 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 what? And they were raised together from ch- as children. Yeah. And she tells this to all the other teens and they're all like, wow, interesting. Anyway, what's your gossip? <laughs> like, what, you're, you're a child prisoner. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's real. And they brought back the guy that played Jason Blossom to to play Clifford Blossom at the end when she's like, "I want to stay in Briarwood forever." Oh shit! I didn't even catch that. That was Jason. And you know, I know what it's like for a traumatizing event to like push you into a bad relationship, but it never pushed me into a relationship with someone who's pretty much a sibling. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've I've done a lot of bad things um, when it comes to my loins for sure, but not uh, never that. So that's kind of nice. You know what? Good for all of us. Good for all of us. Good for all of us. And good for good. all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but can we talk about Reggie's nunchucks for a second? <laughs> I miss Reggie's nunchucks. He had nunchucks. Well, Reggie's father, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he had nunchucks the entire time. And I was just like, wait a second. No one's going to bring this up. No one's going to ask why he had nunchucks. Um, but I did think it was a, I thought it was a very funny, like, Add-in that led to nowhere. Mm-hmm. Reggie was Reggie's dad was in the Hiram Lodge squad, and yeah. Hiram Lodge's Hiram Lodge was played by the actor who plays Hiram Lodge's actual son, right? Who, actually, yes. I think he was the best actor in the entire episode. Absolutely, See, I was just about to say I thought he was garbage. <laughs> no. I thought he was. Gra- I thought he was like super evil the entire time, like, and he looks just like Hiram Lodge. Yeah, he's the only he one does. that looks like a younger version of him, which like made it kind of unsettling. Yeah, he did look a lot. Yeah, right. You're right. The only he was the only one that looked. Like, oh, poor Cole Sprouse was really trying to channel the Skeet Ulrich, like, squint. Yeah. And it was a little bit uncomfortable for me. I will say this. KJ Appa did actually uh, capture the Luke Perry earnestness quite well. He did. He actually got the pouty, the poutiness really good. (laughs) He did a really good job. But also, did they insinuate that Alice Cooper fucked Fred in that classroom? No, they no, only they, they, they only kissed. They had a burning moment, a burning moment of passion. Oh, okay, because I wasn't sure because it was like, damn girl, but also can we just give a shout out to Lily Reinhardt playing mm. at young Alice Cooper yeah. because the smoke show, good lord. That was the hottest she's ever been easily. as far as I'm concerned. Oh, God, so much easily. hotter than Dark Betty, you yeah. know? I was like, So much hotter than Dark Betty. I was like, yeah. I love this like bad Betty, mm-hmm. but it's not Dark Betty. No. It's like bad Alice Cooper, you know? Yeah. But, it, well, yeah, she was a smoke show, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was bad Betty. 
So the, the plot of the episode is that, of course, the 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 teacher, uh, what is it, Hermione Lodge, the mayor comes and says, no one's playing, no one's playing Griffins and Gargoyles, and then Betty gets a call from Dr. Curdle, and Dr. Curdle. Dr. Curdle Jr., please. <laughs> Excuse me, Dr. Curdle. <laughs> Still for no reason oh, that we have found no, out. No, I think I, the actor who played Dr. Curdle had to have died. Yeah. Uh, had to have died. Or they had to bring it, but, or they had to replace him because, like, Dr. Curdle wouldn't give up that information. And they've but got some long Cur- thread going. The question yeah. with Riverdale is always, is this on purpose or is this on accident? You know, that's just, that's my question. So Dr. Curdle Jr. tells Betty that he remembers a case way back in the day, another blue lip death. And so he gives, uh, he gives Betty the file for Principal Featherhead. And he says yeah, somebody man. at the high school. So yeah. you think it's another high yeah. schooler. Yeah, you think it's another high schooler. You think it's another high schooler. And then so Betty sits down and says, Mom, tell me the truth. Tell me what happened. And they brew some tea. And super easily, Betty's, uh, even after like they had this whole meeting and Alice Cooper is like, we can't ever tell anybody. She's just like, okay, I'll tell you the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My meddlesome daughter, she mm. needs to know. And then, of course, she tells, uh, uh, Alice Cooper tells the story of all of the these people who have been hanging out in Riverdale. Turns out. All their parents were friends back in the day, and they were all in detention together for four weeks straight. And ooh, that cat fight. Oh, that cat fight. That bathroom cat fight between uh, Penelope Blossom and uh, Hermione Lodge, played by young starlets. Oh, my God. Hubba, hubba. Bathroom cat fight. That did it for you. But did you also... (laughs) Did you also notice that young Sierra was writing end apartheid on the bathroom mirror? No, I, did, I did not notice she that. Was the, well, she was the political one because when they were going through all the archetypes, because they all got detention, uh, and a jug, or uh, was it FP and um, FP and Fred got detention Fred. for uh, streaking. Uh, and so Which, when they, uh, they should have showed more of the streak. Um, <laughs> can we just throw that out there? But yeah. yeah well, yeah. And, but when they're going through all the archetypes, and they uh, they named Josie playing her mom. She when she, they called her name, she raised the fit the black power fist. That, yeah. Hell yeah! I did not notice end apartheid. That will help us locate the year, right? So it has to be before before apartheid. Apartheid fell, which was what ninety two or ninety three. So I'm or, thinking it's ninety ninety one. Yeah, I think that's what the, if it if everything smelled like Teen Spirit. Yeah, then yeah, it's gonna be ninety one. It'd be ninety one. Oh my God! And so, so Alice Good Cooper. Good detective work, guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're we're really figuring this out. But then again, why was it so Breakfast Clubby? Because Breakfast Club was what eighty six. Uh, it's got to be a yeah. totally different. I I'm think just, it's mid eighties. Yeah, I'm hung for up sure. on the difference between these two time periods. Uh, eighty five. Eighty five. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I mean, all the music was definitely eighties. But at the same time, you know what? Even though it didn't make sense, I really liked the mashup. I liked I liked every single choice. It made me so happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, be- uh, you know, Alice, young Alice, was definitely dressed in, like, grunge style. Yeah, she was. And how surprising is that the FP was a jock, didn't he? He was all about all about Northside, not going for that Southside route. Yeah, he was trying mm-hmm. to hide who he was. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, I will say, though, when they were playing Forever Young during the fuck scene between, like, like, like young FP and young Alice, yeah. I just, oh, I died. I love that <laughs> as a fuck song. I love that song so much. So Alice is pregnant with FP's 
child. Mm-hmm. She realizes it in the bathroom and immediately tells every other girl in the bathroom, which yes. is not what <laughs> yeah. you would do if you were 16 and you just found out you're pregnant. She's like, oh, I'll just chat about this with all of the girls from my high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they all keep it a secret for her. Uh, and well, Even though it almost comes out while they're all playing Secrets and Sins. sins. When they're all playing Secrets Ooh, and Sins. Man, that was a sexually tense game. Yeah. <laughs> as it always is. As is, what? Why, I don't know why they just can't play Truth or Dare like normal people in Riverdale, but they have to play Secrets and Sins. Yeah, because, well, that's the thing. If you play Truth or Dare, then there's a possibility of a dare. But if you're playing Secrets and Sins, it's nothing but saucy. It's just Secrets. I want to play Secrets and Sins now, though. I think that that should be the new game of of, of playing it as an adult. No one really wants to do a dare, you yeah, know? Yeah, that's true. No, no, no one wants Not to anymore. do anymore. Yeah, people just want to sit there and tell their spiciest secrets, which is what that was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I will say, though, that everyone, I think, looked better dressed as their parents. And I'm throwing that out there. I'm even saying Cheryl Blossom. I yes. thought that she was really sexy as a nerd. Mm. Yeah, I liked it. I have to disagree on that. Yeah, yeah, I like, I I like, I like bombshell, bombshell cherry. Yeah. Mm, my God, just her lips. But it was weird to see her without the lips. I like the fake braces too. I thought that they did a good job of like nerding her up a little bit. And yet she still ended like the whole game or like when they were starting the whole LARPing part when she's like, I'm just in the mood for a little chaos. And I was like, yeah, there's that blossom in there. I know you're adopted, but you're still a blossom. Mm-hmm. But if we can just... So a couple of issues I have with the with the plot of this episode, and again, it was no. my favorite episode. Plot Whoa. issues. <laughs> plot <laughs> issues. Come on. Because we've been led to think from this meeting a couple of episodes ago that all the adults had, where they're like, "We can never speak of this. Uh, you know, it's this big secret." Basically, the story is right. They all have detention. They start. They find in the in the like confiscated drawer for yeah. the teachers. While while Hermione is breaking into the drawer to find her game lad. Her game lad. Yeah. Uh, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes things like that. I was like, God damn it, Riverdale. All right. All right. <laughs> they find a Griffins and Gargoyles manual, mm-hmm. uh, and they start playing it. They get more and more into it, and then they start LARPing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's basically the gist of it. And and you know, I guess what it, it, Riverdale sometimes it just doesn't really decide what is actually happening in the in the. And so yeah, I walked away from this episode, and we can talk about what happened to F- Principal Featherbottom, but Featherhead, Featherhead <laughs> <sorry>. please. <laughs> but I guess. I really thought going into this that griffins and gargoyles had some kind of mythical, magical quality, and mm-hmm. that, and that that was, uh, yeah, Molly, it's evil. It's evil, right? But it, there, it's no clearer after this episode. <laughs> what no, nothing was cleared up. Absolutely, absolutely, nothing was no. cleared up. The only thing that we got from this was that the same thing happened, you know, back in '91. And and then they all just even though none of them did anything wrong, they were just LARPing in the school when a principal died there. They were on drugs. If they were not on drugs, it'd be a different story. That yes. So they they decided not to tell anyone. Yeah. Because they were on drugs. Because they were on fizzle rocks. Because they were yeah, on fizzle baby. rocks. And <laughs> and that I guess I just at the end I was like, 
Wait, what? That's the thing? Yeah, so they've been LARPing uh, in the school for weeks, uh, and then they find that another group has also been LARPing as well, cause, and that group is made up of, you know, Hiram Lodge, Dilton Doyle's father, Reggie's father, and another dude, and uh, Kevin's father. And, yeah, Sheriff Keller. Yeah, how Sheriff they, Keller. How did those guys have a know about Griffin's They found it in the restricted section of the library. Library. (laughs) (laughs) Dilton Doily's father, uh, Daryl Doily, found it in the restricted restricted section of a high school library. So why were the where did the manuals come from in the first place? Uh, well, that's what we're trying to figure out because uh-huh. we don't know. That's the thing is that they finally one night the the whole thing culminates with the ascension. Is that they all get these really nice handmade letters saying the ascension shall be happening and then whoever is behind all this set up a nice snack spread for all of them. Which uh, was really delightful. I think that I saw some fun sodas there as well. And really it wasn't Cheryl, even though, I mean, it, it wasn't was, Penelope. No, it wasn't Penelope and it wasn't Daryl. It wasn't either one of them. Whoever it was, was the same guy who left the chalices. Flip for your fate. Flip for your fate. And for some reason, <laughs> Principal Feather head. Head. <laughs> feather, feather, <laughs> Featherhead Principal went into the girls' bathroom. Well, uh, yeah, because what happened is they were, uh, of course, uh, what is it? Hiram Lodge brought along some fizzle rocks, which apparently comes in a nice... It's just pop rocks because he just put them in his mouth and then drank a bottle Coke, like a glass bottle Coke. Uh, and then they all started acting wacky. The only person who didn't get high was Alice because she was pregnant. Uh, and so she's warring around. She's got to throw up because everyone's acting all weird and such. And she's pregnant, so she's got to throw up. She goes to the bathroom and she finds two chalices. And all over the end, whoever it was that set this whole thing up had time to go in and write Flip for Your Fate. Looks like 500 times on the walls yeah. of the bathroom. Uh, and then Betty left and she and Principal Featherbottom came, possibly because uh, the Fredheads, the band that, and by the way, all these guys were in a band this whole time? Yeah. Did Fred Andrews ever talk about having done music in the past? No, but the, the, but that's beside the point. All these but guys were in a band. They, were, they, they had all hung out enough together to learn Dawkins Dream Warriors. <laughs> you know, and to play it pretty well. And by the way, FP is playing drums with a broken hand. Oh my god, I love him so much. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so they, they uh, the, at the very, I mean, uh, being in a band is definitely a stronger bond than uh, fucking playing a role-playing game together. I'll say that much. But <laughs> yeah. So it was probably he was probably taken to the high school because there were a bunch of kids playing like amps and drums like full volume. So he shows up with a flashlight that looks like it's from 1934. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> then so, and then that's when Betty just jets. And did you guys notice when she was at school the next day, did you guys notice that fucking monster hickey on... On Hermione uh, Hermione's Lodge's neck. neck? Uh, yeah. yeah, and they did not make mention of it. I was just like, bring up the hickey. Yeah. It's huge. Monster fucking hickey. Who did, who did Hermione Lodge get it from? Well, when they Hiram? left, wasn't... Uh, who was Hermione hooking up with at the end of the night because wasn't she hooking up because everybody was just kind of... She was hooking up with FP, wasn't Yeah, she? I think she was hooking up with that because everybody no, was just kind of fucking. FP want, was going to kiss her and she's like, you're not going to kiss me, are you? Which also, girl, kiss him. But um, <laughs> I think, that, I thought that, like in the uh, fuck state of the <laughs> of their uh, fizzle rocks, I seem to remember she was kissing Reggie's father. 
Yes, she was kissing Reggie's father. And I think uh, Fred Andrews was kissing Penelope Blossom, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and watch this. I just like watch that over and over and over again. Just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like they did get, like when you were saying about capturing the drug-like state where it's like, if you're on a lot of stuff, that is exactly what, where you're just like, I don't know, I'm just, uh, this one, okay, yeah, I want to kiss too, you yeah. know? No, you're right, and the, the kind of, the, they did a good job of capturing the kind of like the aftermath of it, being like, oh shit, I don't even... I don't yeah. even really we can't even really do like an audit of everything that happened and that they're all so guilty mm-hmm. because while they were all LARPing, mm-hmm. Fred Andrews's father died. Uh, Poor Fred. I was I was playing I was on drugs. I was high and he died alone. Also, can we talk about the fact that Pops back in the day had a six person booth? Which <laughs> yeah. it does not have in the present day. So they remodeled. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that uh, because that night, Principal Featherbottom, or Featherhead, <laughs> goddammit, Molly, Featherhead, 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 I had it. <laughs> Principal Featherhead goes missing, and weeks go by. No one knows where Principal Featherhead is until the flies come. It starts smelling like a corpse and in the high school. And the smell comes, and they open the closet under the stairs, and out comes the corpse of Principal Featherhead! That was legitimately spooky. And his lips were blue. But at the same time, if the principal of a high school is missing, don't you think they'd check the high school? Well, maybe, but looking underneath that, who would think to look under that in that closet? Who would think the pres- the principal's probably in there? Yeah, I mean, you are definitely right about that. But can also, I don't mean to throw this question out here because, again, you know, there's never any plot issues in Riverdale. But why <laughs> did they need to LARP and do drugs at the high school? That was my question as well, is why did they need... The only thing that I could think of is that they couldn't take the game out of the high school because they had to put it back in... Uh, what was the uh, uh, b- 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 crab apple? Yeah, yeah Mrs. Crabapple. Crab they were a Mrs. Crabapple. They found it in Mrs. Crabapple's drawer. Maybe they had to put the game back into the drawer at the end of the night. I mean, I assume it's for the mm. same reason that all of the news in the town come from the high school paper. You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. everything happens at the high school. They have to be there or else nothing exists. Yeah. Oh, God. Season four. Season four is going to be about the power of the high school. Have you guys never noticed that we found Griffins and Gargoyles at the high school? And did you ever notice? <laughs> oh, my God. Please. I would love that. Make the high school be haunted and evil as well. Because yeah. Lord knows where this show is going to go. Because yeah. none of I the mythical know. questions have been answered who set out the chalices who yeah. wrote all of was it is it a person or is it a magic power is well, it a gargoyle that's King? what betty's investigation is going to be all about she's going to have to find out who is it who's behind all of this but the thing is that betty is going to have to do it alone because jughead is in the thrall of griffins and gargoyles yeah. don't go back in the bunker don't go in the <laughs> bunker what are you doing jughead he's a level three and he's gonna meet the Gargoyle King. Because it means, what is, yeah, I'm level three. So it's so soon before I can ascend, and then I'm gonna beat him. No, you're not, Jughead. I love you, baby. I love your face, but you're not strong enough to beat him. Did he say beat? I thought he said or meet. Or be him. I'm no, I don't know. I thought he said meet him. Because in, so I actually went back 
and I put on the subtitles oh. and it said beat him oh. but I still am not sure if it was beat meat or be him oh. I think interesting I think that I thought I like Marcus thought he said meat yeah okay but, but you turned on the closed captioning yeah so I'm not but at the same time you know that sometimes that stuff is yeah not sometimes right. they get mm-hmm. it wrong yeah sometimes they do get it wrong all I know is that I want to go to Ascension night yeah. Can we have one? <laughs> I'm sure uh, all across. You know what I would really enjoy is that if this, because, uh, you know, Riverdale's very popular amongst the kids. Oh, it is. Oh, is the kids it? do like it. Young kids. I would love it if this, like, created an RPG renaissance. Well, I think that maybe that's happening with Stranger Things and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but but Riverdale's more for the more for the kids. Yeah. Stranger Things is more for us. Riverdale's yeah. for the kids. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, except for I feel like that we are I think it might be for adults. I know a 12-year-old and she's like she's like why are you watching that show? I was like because it's awesome and sexy and you should watch it too. She's like, "No." Don't want to. Well, I think that's just her because all the Comic-Cons that I've gone to recently, like going to New York Comic-Con and San Diego Comic-Con, fucking filled with kids cosplaying River Riverdale characters. Yeah, kids kids are, kids like Riverdale for sure. Hell yeah. yeah, I'm proud of them. Also, I feel like we just didn't touch upon this. How amazing is it that um, Sheriff Keller and Sierra McCoy were together in high school and then he went off I, you know what it's not amazing I take it back he goes off to fight in a war Go or is he just in ROTC I would bet that would be Gulf the War, Gulf war. Yeah, probably the Gulf War that, that war we had back in the early 90s <laughs> Sheriff Keller is a Gulf War veteran so, she, so he asked her to wait for him, and then bitch goes and marries a musician. Marries a jazz, a musician. jazz musician. That's what she did. He wa- he was waiting for her, and then he just takes her back now that they're adults, now that he can. I'm not saying that you should leave somebody, especially if you're if they you know are if you're a, if they're a soldier if they're a brother. There's like a lot. I agree with you that what uh, Sierra did is fucked up. However, if he wasn't in the ROTC, if he wasn't a military veteran, if we took that part out, I would say props to Sierra for getting with somebody who she didn't go to high school with. Because not that there's anything wrong with getting with somebody who you went to high school with. I have a number of friends who are high school sweethearts and married and have kids and are happily still together. And I think that it's awesome. But in Riverdale, it seems that they have a problem where they never met anyone they didn't go to high school with. Yeah. So did Fred Andrews go to, is Molly Ringwald somewhere around there? I was wondering where Molly Ringwald was. I know. She's over I don't at know. the other, she's over at the 16 Candles High School <laughs> in a different universe, you know? <laughs> Slightly older than him, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And did Fred Andrews pawn his guitar at school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right he did. So that he can go start, what is it? Like knocking rocks back like the way my father yeah. did. Breaking rocks for the family business. Oh my God, he's so loyal though. I think that watching this flashback made me fall in love also with Fred Andrews. Mm-hmm. I think that that KJ Appa as Fred Andrews is more sympathetic than Luke <laughs> Perry as Fred Andrews. You sure. know, you guys know me. I've been a Fred Andrews guy from the beginning. Yeah, you yeah. have been. But I will say KJ Appa, he looks a lot better with his normal dark hair. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, instead of the weird red 
bleach. Yeah, when you know that it's definitely, definitely fake. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Also, we did make mention of the fact the loser lover cast that FP was wearing. Yes, the it reference was, uh, that was nice. Yeah. It was a really cute reference. I got to say, yeah, I mean, I loved this episode for many reasons. And even though I just said that it is perhaps, uh, you know, that some of these kids should meet that the adults should have met somebody out that they didn't go to high school with I actually do feel like it captures the small towniness of it pretty well yeah. and I feel like it actually rings you know the kind of community of it and the small towniness is like kind of legit and like if there was just a more smattering of siblings then the fact that all of these guys had kids in the same grade wouldn't be so weird because yeah. it's like yeah a lot of the times <laughs> yeah. you, you know if you are kind of if you grow up and then you stay in the same town and you're kind of on the same like career life schedule it makes sense you kind of have kids around the same time Mm -hmm. uh and and i got i was like deeply charmed by this episode and it made me like all of the adults way more to see them what they were like as kids yeah right yeah that gives you that makes them a little bit more three-dimensional yeah to see like their changes and like what what like that this thing like kind of screwed all of them up pretty badly yeah they're all experienced an incredible trauma and Mm -hmm. guilt that they have been carrying with them for years Mm mm-hmm Well, and I also wonder if it puts in the seeds into the plot of watching Hermione Lodge change because she's like, oh, I want the power of being with Hiram Lodge because, you know, he's also, you know, a hot, young, rich kid. But I feel like it plants the seeds of we should not... I don't think that Hermione is going to be taken advantage of. We know now that Kelly Ripa is going to be... She's playing um, Mark and Sway, like Hiram Lodge's mistress in the season who which is his real uh wife in real life mm, didn't know that hot 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 so i feel like that hermione lodge is going to flip this script on him at some point and take that fucking power back i think that that's where the seeds i don't know if that's what they meant to do but that's how i took it of like if she could change like that and be a chameleon for power i bet you she ain't going to let him fucking drag her through the mud i got it hermione lodge prison warden <laughs> She's taken and the prison. Mayor? And mayor. <laughs> it's Riverdale. She's going to control everything, taking it all away from Hiram. Because they were going to try to open that prison, so she'd be like, I have experience prison's almost still opening coming. a prison. <laughs> prison's, oh, still prison's still coming. Still coming. The, prison's st- the whole point of Hermione Lodge being mayor is to build a prison. Uh-huh. Oh, you mean Shakeshaw? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about Shakeshaw. Oh, yeah, baby. Shakeshaw's coming. And I, but also, especially once FP's ex, Gina Gershon, comes in mm. as like a shady businesswoman watching the two of them go head to head, I am also very excited about. Mm. Oh, my God, guys, it's going to be a great season. It's going to be a and great this season. This episode was so good. I hope that everyone out there felt as sexy as I felt while I was watching it because this is what like I needed this episode yeah I needed this episode (laughs) 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 enough that I had to say that twice (laughs) well we'll be back next week with uh, we're getting back to the main Riverdale timeline with chapter 40 the great escape Wonder what this one's gonna be about. Oh, yeah. oh God! Prison get break. out of that prison juvie, break. Archie. Get out of the juvie. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Oh hell, guys! Oh, we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. 
Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.